Welcome to Hack Your Human Design. I'm Melanie Hill, your host, and I'm here to help you hack your human design so you can stop wasting all your energy hustling and start aligning with who you really are so you can become a magnet to your people and the income you really want. I want you to help more people with more love and more self-trust. If you want to build or scale your business with ease, listen on. Hey, lovely one. Okay, so today on the podcast, I have an amazing guest. I have the Corinne Crabtree. And y'all, our conversation was so juicy and so amazing. It was all about trust and courage and how to build those things and identity. And oh my gosh, y'all, it was, it was so, so good. I can't even tell you all the nuggets, but it was a fast, quick, to the point, short and sweet, no BS, everything Corinne's about just straight shooting shot on how exactly to build the self-trust it takes to build your business the way that you want to and the courage it takes to do that along the way. So let me go ahead and tell you all about Corinne. Corinne Crabtree is a master certified weight and life coach with a mission to help every woman break generational curses in order to improve their personal health and wealth. Corinne herself lost 100 pounds 15 years ago, and ever since, she's dedicated her life to teaching women how to do the same. Corinne is one of the leading voices in the weight loss and business industry. She's the host of the wildly successful podcast, Losing 100 Pounds with Corinne, which has been downloaded over 50 million times in 160 countries. Over 1 million women have taken her free weight loss course, and Corinne now serves over 14,000 paid members in the No BS Weight Loss Program. After being a featured expert at the Life Coach School and having her business rank number 1,052 in the Inc., the 5,000 fastest growing businesses of 2022, Corinne founded the No BS Business Women's Membership. The program provides online entrepreneurs with the simple frameworks, tools, and focus they need to take action and build their business of their dreams. In addition, Corinne offers advanced weight loss life coach training for coaches, dietitians, and medical professionals who want to improve their clients' weight loss outcomes. You can catch Corinne on Facebook and Instagram talking shit about the diet and online marketing industry. Her greatest passion is helping women get rid of their old shitty thoughts by using self-love to never quit on themselves again. Y'all, this woman is amazing. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. So here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I am super excited to be with the Corinne Crabtree. And I just introduced you to everybody and told everybody about you, but welcome. Thank you for being here. And yeah, do you want to kind of tell everybody who you are in your own words? Yeah. So um, I just always tell people like I'm a straight shooter when it comes to weight loss. Like if you are, um, a lot of times people come to me because they have dieted all their life. They've been overweight all their life. Like to them, weight loss has been like their biggest pain point, their biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. And I help people that get past diet trauma. I help them lose weight in a way that they can live their life. It's all about common sense. Usually a lot of cussing is involved. <laughs> I was just on a two-hour coaching call with my uh, all of my clients and very colorful language the entire time. <laughs> yes, yes. And I love that. You know, it's like, it's so nice to have someone who isn't afraid to just be themselves and, you know, be a straight shooter. And that's one of the things I really love about you is like, I'm very direct too, I think in a lot of my life. And yeah, it's, it can be hard to just be a straight shooter in this world. And I really appreciate that about you yeah. and your coaching. Yeah. So you're a manifesting generator. We were just mm -hmm. talking about that a little bit. Yeah. So what has resonated with you the most about learning that, do you think? Okay, so 
I knew I was coming on here and I've been around human design a little bit. Like some of my friends love it. And I've had several coaches just like, please do your number. I mean, they all want to just like, they, yes. I, for some reason, people just find me fascinating. And they're always just like, yes. let me figure this out. I'm like, all right, I'll be your lab rat. So I was reading up on this and I will tell you what struck me the most that um, it was actually, I'm so glad I came on this podcast because I've never really thought about it as something to, I think I've always been trying to solve this instead of leaning in, which is varied interests. You know, one of the things that I kept reading was that these manifesting generators are uh, like, they have a lot of energy for a lot of things. They go, go, go. They like, they like to have their hands and lots of stuff. So I own two major online businesses. I have one for the weight loss, which is the big one. I have a new business one, which is doing very well in itself, but it's literally two separate communities, separate content every month. So I'm like, you know, constantly, if I'm not writing for one, I'm writing for the other. And we just bought a restaurant. And I was sitting there going like, so Mandarin of you. This, I know. I was just like, this, like, this explains everything. This is why I like to have like, you know, a thousand things going on. But I think I use that. You know, in this day and age, there's a lot of talk about hustle culture. And I think that there's a a disconnect, like between what is hustle and what is just like your natural style, like what you actually like. Like, I do like to be going all day long. Mm-hmm. I like to have lots of things going on. I think to me, when I'm getting into more of like either hustle or that burnout stage is when I am doing it all and telling myself I have to instead of this is just how I like to work. Mm-hmm. Like literally when I read it, I was like, this is going to free up a lot of drama in this damn head of mine. <laughs> I, I know. That's what I love about human design so much is I feel like it just it's such a amazing way to just instantly let go of so many thoughts holding you back. Yes. And just gives you the ultimate permission to just be who you freaking want to be in the world. Right. Yeah. I'm a man gen too. And like learning that I can be multi-passionate and do all the things all at once was so freeing to me. Cause like yeah. for so long, you know, just trying to put yourself in that box of like one thing or trying to be linear. And it's just like, no, like I have to like have all these things going to like feel interested. So yeah, yeah you having multiple things happening is perfect for you. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think that's helping you maybe own your power and just be who you are? without apology? I think like one, it's just like I was saying, it's that whole every day not thinking that if I have a lot going on, that that's like I'm setting a bad tone for my team or Mm -hmm. I'm putting out a bad message to people on the internet. Like I do believe in some constraint, you know, like there's what I know about myself is although I like to have a lot of things going on, I also need to like step back sometimes and figure out, am I doing the right things or am I just doing things to feel busy, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what I'm kind of like, when I started reading about this, I started exploring is what is the difference for me between creating busyness so that I'm satisfying that energy or what is being like multifaceted, having different things, but knowing, all right, these are the actual things we need to work on. And here are the things we need to let go of. Because I am a big believer in order to grow a business, can't be doing too many things at once. That doesn't mean you can't have a lot going on. You just can't have a ton of different things in your one business happening. 
Otherwise, your business becomes a quick mess. But you can get a lot of traction. Just like for years, I only had one offer. I had my weight loss company and I didn't have a business, a, a restaurant, and I didn't have a business membership. But even inside of that, I allowed myself to have like lots of things that I managed, lots of things that, you know, for a while, that was a great choice. I didn't, you know, I didn't need a leadership team for a long time because for me, it was, it kept me more energetically aligned with growing my business when I felt like I was contributing in lots of different ways. Then I went through a period where I realized like, okay, we got to figure out how to scratch this itch a little different because then we got big enough to where like I couldn't keep up with all of it. It was leading to overwhelm. It yeah. was leading to burnout. And so I needed to figure out like, all right, now I got to like, for me, what happened was I got very interested in like, okay, I'm going to really learn how to be a CEO. I'm going to really learn how to lead other people, teach other people. I'm going to learn this whole new thing going on in my business while I'm also the faith. And that like scratched that itch. So it's yeah. like this, it just makes so much sense to me why I tend to stay like very busy all the time. Yeah. And can sustain it. Yeah. Because I never think I have to be busy. Mm -hmm. Like I do appreciate, in fact, I was just walking and talking to my girlfriend this morning and I said, um, I'm really going to start doing okay. a good job of taking a couple days off a week. I may do other things like I may go do stuff at the restaurant or, yeah. um, you know, like hobby, whatever. But I do know that I need a little bit of separation going on there yeah. because um, I never want to feel like I have to work. I always want to know that I'm choosing to and I want to be there and just giving myself also some grace. There are just some days I don't want to be there and I know I don't need to be and telling myself I don't. Like, I don't need to feel bad about this. I don't need to feel guilty about this. Yeah, totally. And I think that's the key, I think, for any generator type. And seven percent of the world is a generator type, whether it's pure generator or manifesting generator, is like the key to burnout really isn't to do nothing or to stop doing. It's really to make sure you're following the thing that is really lighting you up and keeping you excited. And, and you know, like you said, really keeping the shoulds out of there. Because that'll yeah. turn out faster than anything for the generator types. So totally. I love that you know that. So let's talk a little bit about courage and self-trust for a minute. Because I feel like you have a lot of that in your life. <laughs> so much courage. And like, what do you think helped you to develop that? To trust yourself above the outside sources and then help thousands of other people do the same thing, right? Um, yeah, I think for me, like... They're two separate things to me. Like the courage came online before the trust. Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, like even when I was losing weight, I trusted myself to do things, but I don't know that I trusted myself to keep it off until I learned how to keep it off. For me, trust, even in my business, you know, for a long time, I didn't trust that, that I would follow a schedule until I taught myself how to do it. And it's like, I, it was almost like I had to learn the skill, like I had to show myself, like, if I want to be the kind of person who relies on themselves, if I want to be the kind of person who trusts themselves to do the things that they need to do, I have to go through the period of doing it before I want to, doing it before I believe I'm that person. It was, for me, it's always been easier to figure out who I want to be, figure out how does that person live, 
go forward doing that and then create evidence that that's who I am now. Mm -hmm. So I've always been really good about as I'm, you know, like if I'm going to become someone that follows their calendar, which is who I am today, it's almost scary how good I am at, like, I put all my tasks on my calendar. Like every, like if you see things on my calendar, you know, you can just take, I always tell my team, you can take a look at any time at my calendar. You won't have to go to a sauna. You won't have to like ask me in slide. You can look and it will tell you what I'll get done this week. When you can expect like your social copy or whatever, because there's always a place for it. I've gotten so good at following it that now it's almost like an intuitive thing. Like mm -hmm. I'll just get up and work for the day and I'll go back and look at my calendar and be like, oh shit, I just sat there and did everything that I had planned a week ago. Like it's like become that way. But for me to become the kind of person I could just trust that I follow my calendar, I have to spend a lot of time following one when I didn't want to, <clears throat> when emergencies arose, I had to figure out how to like, we're still going to work on this thing because it's important. Uh -huh. Then, and, and maybe I'll give, like, I learned really quick on following my calendar to on days when there were emergencies. If I planned two hours to get something done, I'd be like, all right, it, we're really going to have to do C, C plus work because mm -hmm. now I need an extra hour to work on this emergency. So I'm going to bang this out and we're just not going to produce like, you know, A plus work in two hours. We'll do C plus work because I'm really good at knowing what's important and what's, you know, what can we can make do with so that I can address those things. But I had to like become that person first. And then I would look back and be like, all right, you are someone who follows their calendar. Look. Look at all the things you did today. Look at all the pivots you made. Look at how, like, even if I had to skip something on my calendar, how you took a look at your calendar and you plugged it in later in the week. Like, you're a prioritizer of things. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell myself all of that. For the courage side, you know, I don't know that I ever had to work at having courage. When I was growing up, I just had to work really hard. We didn't have, it was like a, not a choice thing. Um, we were very poor. And so, like, I was always having to go out and make money, figure out crap at a very young age because, like, you just had to. Like, we, it was a survival thing. And I think as I've gotten older, that just was a part of who I am. Like, I just am like, this is what I'm going to do. This is, like, I don't care what, like, and I used to say this all the time when I was a kid. I don't care what anybody says. Like, we got to get this done. You know, and so I, and I was on my own a lot when I was a kid. I was also bullied for my weight. So I cared about what people thought, but not at the, like, I, it, courage is what would get me to still hang out with friends and have slumber parties each year when, you know, I was the biggest girl in the class. My mom was, she was a single mother. And so all my friends were, you know, had traditional families. So if we went over their house for a slumber party, we had to be in bed by 10, you know, you just couldn't be a, you just couldn't be a wild child, nothing. My slumber parties were what everybody looked forward to all year. Right. <laughs> It'd be like crap. But my mom would let us run the streets at midnight. She'd let us, pull, you know, listen to all the music you ain't supposed to. <laughs> we ate pizza for breakfast. Like everybody was just like, when's your party? Right. <laughs> so I think for me, just courage is something that I think it just got baked in early. Yeah. I didn't really have to worry about it so much. It's just something that it's always been a, it's like been a lifesaver for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I just see you as so authentic and somebody who's just always been really unapologetic about who you are. And yeah, it seems like you were almost born with it. But 
I love that you shared that about your childhood because I was having a conversation with a client recently too. And it was kind of the same way. It was like, I just, I had to do what I had to do. Like yeah. you just asked your parents for a loan and that's just what you did, you know, and uh, that kind of courage. Yeah. I don't think I had a lot of being hesitant and being afraid was like more, I guess it would be like more life-threatening than being courageous growing up. And so it's probably one reason why I've not had to lean on that. But in terms of being authentic, I think that got, that came straight from just years of being bullied and stuff that I never fit in. And I think at some point it just made sense to me. You're probably never going to fit in. So you might as well just be who you are. You know, it's on, it, like, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's probably somewhere in my twenties. If I ever really wanted to trace this by, mm -hmm. I probably at some point in my twenties gave up on trying to get people to like me because most people didn't. And it was usually because I was so worried about what they thought about my body. Yeah. I probably was acting like gooberish half the time. I was either isolating or, you know, just, I don't know, like not really being myself. And eventually I just, I, it was almost, it got tiring. And I was like, I'm just going to be who I am. But I'd also, like, I remember in my 20s giving up on the idea that I'd ever be married, that anybody would ever want me. Like I had all this big story around my body. And it's like, it's almost like because I gave up, the unintended good consequence that happened was I just started being myself and then figured out that's not too bad. Like I'm actually getting like getting better results. Yes. Is that interesting how that know? happens? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, I think, you know, how like sometimes you can do something good and it has an unintended negative consequence. Yeah. Like we, we do this in my business all the time. It's like, I tell them, look, every good idea, He's got something on the back end that's going to make somebody mad. Mm -hmm. It's going to break something that we don't know it's going to break. Like, we think this is going to be amazing. And then we're going to find out, like, this is not so amazing. I think the same thing can happen when you do something, like, that we, most people would think would be negative. Like, I'm just going to give up, you know, yeah, like, know. on being married and stuff. And But the good part of that was I also gave up not being myself. Yeah. Like it gave me freedom so that it had a good consequence on it. That's a great perspective. Yeah. I try. You know, as coaches, we're always <laughs> trying to like, if I'm going to learn something, what could it be? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So can I circle back to trust for just a second? Because I want to reiterate what you said and just get you to talk about it maybe a little bit more. Like building the self-trust, it's so important to go back and take inventory of what you actually did, right? And I, I do this a lot with my clients and it's like, okay, we got to pause. Like, let's actually see how far you've come because your brain is really wanting to like let you know that you haven't gone anywhere, which is right. never true. Tell like, talk a little bit more about that process of going back and why it's so important to really prove to yourself what you actually did do. Well, it's like you said, so the brain likes to do two things. Like for me, at least it's either, mine is always, like, yeah, I know I've done these things, but here's all the things we haven't done yet. Like there's, yeah. I, I always talk about it as my horizon line. So if you think about swimming in an ocean, there's a horizon line. It's like, I'm always in the ocean saying, and when I hit that horizon line, that next goal, then I'm going to feel. And all that happens is the horizon just keeps on moving. I never end up swimming from like, you know, Boston to somewhere in, in Europe. <laughs> I'm always just swimming in the ocean and there's always a horizon. 
And I think a lot of people, we do that. It's like, there's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like natural for a human to like sit and think about success. Like I think about caveman days. I doubt caveman came back with whatever food he got for the day and was just like, and before we eat, let us all think about how successful I was today. Like they just didn't do that. That was just, they just always thought about, all right, and the next day we're going to have to go get more food. I think it's really important that we recognize that because in this day and age, we don't have to do that anymore. Like they were doing that kind of never, you know, acknowledging their success and stuff because it was literally life-threatening. Yeah. They didn't have time and they needed that motivation to keep going. And now like that works against us. And so for me, I think it's important that one, that you're not dismissing your progress, even if you're, because my brain likes to think it's not good enough. Uh, yeah, but whatever, because if you do that, if you're always dismissing your progress, you will not know when you get to your goal. Mm-hmm. Goal will always move. And I think the other thing is like it, you don't shift your identity as to someone like, you know, there's like, I always think about it. There's who you are, there's who you're becoming, and there's who you will be at the end. Mm-hmm. So there's like all the, you know, these three major characters that are, and who you've been in the past. And so you've got like these four major characters. So you always want to make sure that you're working on the right identity. You know, if you're going to, you know, like learn from your, I always tell people, if you go to your past, only go back as the learner. Mm. We're not going to go back as the judger or the hater or the wishing it away part or the regretful version of us. We want to go back to our past only if we're willing to learn in a very compassionate, humane way. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Mm. Then we have who we are today and who we identify as. And then we have the person we're becoming. And what the problem is, is when we are not reflecting on how far we've come, we never become the person who's becoming. Yeah. And we have to assume that identity because you have to be the person who's becoming the end goal if you ever want to get there. Like that's the energy we got to stay in most of the time. And when you have a clear goal of I will be at the end, when you're acknowledging your successes, when you're seeing your progress, when you're seeing the tiniest glimpses of it, if you're not locking it in, how would you ever know when you become her? You just wouldn't. That's so true. Yeah. So good. So, so good. So many things. Okay. I think I have a couple of last questions for you. Um, so what would you tell someone who is maybe afraid to be more themselves or to even find out what that is? Like, give us your best no BS answer. Like, well, I think like first, if you're just afraid to figure out who that is, I just ask myself, what the hell is going to happen if I identify it? I mean, most of us have this big, scary story around like, well, if I was to admit who I really want to be, then it's like all these things would happen. Right. Or then I'd have to go for it. It's like, yeah, we got to go for crap. If like, if you just like, if you look at it and you're like, no. Fine. Just agree with yourself. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. I mean, like, literally, I can't think of one actual, true, bad thing that happens when somebody decides, you know, when I really look at things, this is what I want. You might have some thoughts about, I can't have it. I'll never be good enough. Um, Like, whatever your doo-doo is that comes up. Mm -hmm. 
That's literally the worst that happens. Self-loathing. And if that's the case, at least now you know the only thing that stands between you and who you want to be is this version who is arguing why you can't do it. So then we just go, like as a, like any coach will help you work through, like, all right, this is that. We got to defi- define who we're becoming now. Now we have to become someone who doesn't argue with our potential. If you want to get to that stage. The other thing is so many people will tell me, like, then I'd have to go for it. I'm like, of course this. Just give yourself the choice or the truth. I know what I really want in my life, but I just won't go for it. And I've got reasons. And it may be that I'm scared. It may be all these other things. But I always tell people, truth will always, like, I mean, they always say truth will set you free. But it will set you free from the lie that you don't know what you want. Yeah. That always feels stuck. That feels terrible. It feels confusing. Nobody likes going through their life that way will also set you free from thinking that there's something genuinely holding you back. Because the things you want in life, if you truly want to go for them, you do need courage. Because if you're going to be anything like me, there are things that I have gone for in my life, I didn't get them. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them bad. But I went for it anyway. So it's just like, I may or may not get it, but I'm at least telling myself the truth in it. And I can either go for it I don't have to. Maybe I won't do it. Maybe I'm scared to do it, but I just need to know exactly really what's going on. What was the other part? It was just if you're afraid to become yourself or even find out what that is. That was really just. Yeah. So that was the part where like we're afraid to dream. And if you're just afraid to become yourself, that goes back to that asking the question. What do I like? I was just literally coaching someone who has fear of success. I was in my membership. A lady was, she had gained and regained weight all of her life. She joined our program. And at the root of it, she was very afraid of success because to her, when she gets attention as her body gets smaller, she internalizes that as not being safe. Like something bad's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And for her, like I was saying, like, that's what we really want to know. We want to know why we're afraid to go after our dreams. Because then we can like pull it apart and examine it. Is this something to truly be afraid of or not? Most of the time, like 99% of the time, nothing is not like solvable. Right. It's usually just always a mental construct. Mm-hmm. 1% of the time, some have a legit reason. They may actually come up with a really good reason. Right. But 99% of the time, what you truly want and desire, we're just afraid to go for it. And we want to know those reasons why. Because you don't want to just believe everything your brain says. Right. Like, I, and I tell people this all the time. So much of what you think is going to feel true. But that doesn't make it the truth. And so what we want to do is we want to understand what feels true to us. And then we want to poke holes in the truth until we get to what is really true for us. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to that whole like, I just may not want to go for it. It has nothing to do with I can't. And to me, when you get to that point point where you're like, I actually don't want to go for that, that's actually more true. You actually don't want the thing you thought you wanted. Right. Now you actually do know what you want. And it's what you have or something over here, right? And I think that can be just as powerful. I've had several of my coaches who work for me, they all thought they wanted wanted to be coaches with Mm -hmm. a business. Until they got into it. And then they started examining things. And they're like, what I always really wanted was 
to just coach and I don't want to be a business owner. And it wasn't until they started telling themselves the truth to figure out what are these true wants and desires, could they point themselves in the right direction? Right. That's so true, right? And I think that's the stuck part that we get in like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Or just thinking you do know what you want and then wasting all your energy to get there. And it's really not what you want at all. Yeah. Awesome. So good. So I've loved this conversation so much. Thank you for giving us all of it straight. And was there anything else you want to talk about or want to let us know? Any burning thoughts, last thoughts? No, I think just in terms of, I mean, if I was going to leave anybody with a last thought, it's probably the thought that I almost always leave people with. And we're kind of talking about, you know, just being who you are and stuff. So often we think in order to have our dreams that on day one, we're supposed to believe and like, we need to wait till our self doubt's gone and all these other things. And I think it's amazing to work on that stuff because I don't want anybody forcing themselves to their dreams, but nothing's going wrong if you don't believe in yourself on day one and nothing's going wrong if you have doubts and nothing's going wrong if you think you're not good enough. Every successful person I've ever met when we talk about like when we first got started, we were all a hot mess too. We didn't think things were going to happen. My mom came in. My mother is staying with me right now. She's had a shoulder replacement. She walked in this morning and on my wall over here, I have like just all my little awards that I've won for, you know, coaching and um, building my business and stuff. And she was just looking at it and she said, when you started, like, and I started 16 years ago, she said, did you think? it would turn into all of this. And I looked at her and I was like, no. So day one, I thought, if I could find one person to pay me right. 20 bucks who will email me wanting a workout plan and help losing weight, I've arrived. Like, that's my vision on day one. Mm. So it's just like, don't feel weird if you don't know everything, if you don't know what the big picture is or even believe in yourself. You don't have to. That's the other thing about who you want to become. Start with just an immediate version. Yeah. Like somebody in the next month or two and then keep working on moving it out. And eventually you get to where you build a lot of safety around dreaming and thinking about things to where you're ready to call bigger shots in your life. And that's kind of what happened for me. I called a lot of small shots mm -hmm. for a long time and got like, you know, you're talking about building trust. Mm -hmm. I built that trust with myself that. I would call shots and have my back. And sometimes I'd make it and sometimes I wouldn't, but there was no harm happening in doing it. And now I call really big shots. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done that on day one. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, tell us how everyone can find you. Where could you get to know you more? Yeah. If, so if you're interested in the weight loss stuff, you can go to nobsfreecourse.com. Take my free course, about a million, literally over a million people have now taken <laughs> The other day, I was like, about a million people have taken it. My team went in that's and looked, amazing. they're like, oh no, that's the truth. Over a million have now. I was like, what? <laughs> so you can go to nobsfreecourse.com for that. If you're interested in business and like business building, you can go to nobsbusinesswomen.com and you can check out my membership that's over there where I'm helping women who are just tired of cobbling together a bunch of crap on the internet to figure out a business. Mm -hmm. They want to get it going and they want to get out of their own way and they want somebody to shoot them straight. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Corinne. Thank you. 
So if you listen to and love this podcast, you have got to join my new membership called Hack Your Human Design. It's where we take all this information from the podcast and all about your human design and really apply it to your life in a community that is safe, fun, effective, healing for your nervous system. We start with five foundational hacks to really help you apply this to your life. There's going to be weekly coaching. So many amazing things are in there already. Get in there now. Go to melaniehillcoaching.com slash membership or click the link in my bio and I cannot wait to see you in there.